Hello and welcome to Brain Trust Live number 453. This week on the podcast, the question of the week is, is it War of the Worlds or World War III? Plus, special guest Grant Sloss explains the State of the Union. And a man who tied his dog to his car has opinions about who's moral enough to serve in Congress. Plus, it's not just George Santos. More fake Jews arriving in Congress every day. And Ron DeSanctimonious channels his inner Trump stakes presser vibes. We'll have all this and more. This is Brain Trust Live. Hey y'all, I'm Brent. I'm Lila, and you can find us on the web at www.braintrustlive.com. Grant Sloss is here. Hi, everybody. Finally back. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're our most frequent podcast guest. Yeah. Am I really? Yeah. Probably. Um, I thought maybe because it was State of the Union week, uh, you would introduce me like they do the State of the Union, where uh, like oh. a rear admiral or whatever walks in and just screams to everybody that the president <laughs> is here. Um, and yeah, then everyone no, rushes to the aisles. Rushes to the aisles. Desperate yeah. to get to shake the hands of a man that they've been character assassinating in the press <laughs> nonstop. Uh, and some of them who should have been sitting all the way at the back of the room. We'll get to that later. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. Um, yeah. I had no business being on But there. first, there's UFOs. That's right. But first. <laughs> the most important breaking news, really, is here. Yeah. We've been shooting all sorts of things down from the sky over the last week. And it seems Balloons, like... Balloons, uh, cylinders the size of Toyotas. That's right. Anything. Anything. Toyota-sized cylinders are floating <laughs> in the skies above our heads. Man, why are they? Why? Why are they there? I'm bummed it's not during Toyotathon. <laughs> I feel like that would have been like a really great branding opportunity. Oh like, my gosh! I know. Whatever that is, it's like August or something. Like yeah. their ad campaign should just be Toyotas falling from the sky. <laughs> yeah. Or what, what is the Honda Holidays one? Uh, happy Honda Days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also just watched the Fast and the Furious movie that's before the one where they shoot cars into space and then have a... Oh, that and is I, so good. I saw that in the theater. I, I had somebody... <laughs> I've never seen it. I'd had somebody then explain to me, because in that movie, the one I saw, they uh, skydive in cars, as you do. Right, 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 right. Car chase. And so I was like, this is the most absurd thing I've ever seen. And they were like, just wait. wait I know, that's what they that's And then they, they, do. they had like a car chase in space, but somehow the cars were using car technology to... to propel themselves well, even sure. though it was space yeah. and there are no roads in space? Yeah. Jesus Christ. In any case, my point is a lot of things could be in the sky. <laughs> post, and apparently they are. Post yeah, Fast and Furious franchise. We're yeah. shooting them down left and right. Yeah, we, we okay. shot one over Canada. We shot one over Alaska. There was rumors that there was one over Montana and they closed the airspace and then what's his name? That idiot congressperson from Tester? Montana was like, no, the, um, oh, the, 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 from in the house, I can't remember his name, but was like talking about how they were like closed, had closed the airspace, and he was all hopped up about it. But then I don't think it's probably they, the most exciting. Then thing I don't think happened. that they found anything. Which like also a, is that concerning that it's now just gone? Like I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. 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 I mean that also feels. Oh, and China the says they have one too, which is like. Are they they ca- tr- they're causing them. What do they? Of course they have one. <laughs> they fire one up just so they get out. I, I know. Well, they no, mean. they're here too. <laughs> they're here, guys. They found them over South America too. Oh, they did? Yeah, because once we found... So it starts with a Chinese weather balloon. Yeah. And everyone is like, oh my God, have there been weather balloons this whole time? The answer is yes. Right, yes. Um, J.D. Vance tries to shoot it down himself with a shotgun. That's right. (laughs) Like the hero he is. Get you a senator who can do both. (laughs) And then... It turns out that under the Trump administration, there were plenty of Chinese spy balloons, but we because they have apparently a spy balloon program. Right. And well, of course, we just that's didn't the other major in spy balloons. <laughs> <laughs> that's the other. It's, it's so, just so lame. It's so silly. Also, the, the just everybody getting worked up about like, I mean, obviously China is spying on us. We're spying on China. We're spying on Russia. Russia spying on us. Like that's what we're all out here doing. Yeah, right. Like, 
And I also, mean, like, we used the, to spy on each other with like pens that doubled as cameras and things. And yeah, now the spy we're, balloon like, is super like flying balloons. Really, that's over what you've Montana? got, guys. Well, that's the thing. They broke the compact. So, like the first rule of spying on each other is you don't talk about spying. About <laughs> yeah, yes. true, true. And then, including throwing like floating a fucking balloon over Montana. That's. Yeah. I just um, feel like we have also, tiny computers. What are you looking for there? Well. What nuclear. Are, apparently, that's where we keep all of our nuclear uh, weapons. Well, it would be because there's not. There's nothing there. And there's, there's, there's no people there. There's not, yeah, there's yeah. No we live in a world where we're carrying tiny computers in our pockets every day, and we our, our best spy technology is from like the 50s and 60s. It's like Cold War era. And now <laughs> we're just like of flying Oz? balloons around. <laughs> yeah. It's infuriating. That's right. It's an infuriating turn of events. <clears throat> um, but in any case, they the, the Alaska one, they're never going to find out because it's the winter. And it was like. In the Yukon, and so they're just like being they, apparently oh, they, they're it's like in sea ice. Oh, so they're not able to recover that one. Well, it's they're moving slowly, huh. either because they're frozen <laughs> or they can't get through the sea ice. But that was why we didn't find out about that. And then, um, yeah, the Canada object was cylindrical. That's all we know about it, which yeah. could mean anything. Yeah, I'm, I don't. How do you get a giant cylinder into space? In well, that's I think the, that's. One of the questions, <laughs> right? I mean, and isn't I mean, isn't a missile cylinder shaped? So like, right, it's like is that that it's not a missile? Clearly, it right. makes you worry. Is though, it a test run at a missile though? It it makes what what's a good thing that could be cylinder shaped that I could don't be in space? N- nothing, right? Truly nothing. Yeah. Like satellites. Because even if the aliens are don't. here, that's not good either. No, exactly. Well, that's the other they're thing. They're not coming to say. An unidentified Hello, flying you? object is not a better piece of news than China flying weather balloons <laughs> no, and cylinders no. above us. No, it's not. It's not what you want at all. No. Not a single good answer here. But Brent did find <sighs> out why we're finding them all at once. I know. I wasn't even going to share it because I wanted our <laughs> listeners to also go on continuing to like lean into whatever conspiracy theory they have, themselves have taken on. But yeah, apparently after the we found the spy balloon, the way this works is... Let's say you're looking for a tennis ball on the beach, mm-hmm. right? You can set all of your systems, essentially, to like know what the tennis ball looks like. And then you can sort of filter out anything that doesn't look like the tennis ball or is smaller than the tennis ball or whatever else, right? So that's sort of like how we're looking for things in space, right? They know sort Using of like the systems. general, the general, like what size, like a, a plane looks like, a fighter jet looks like, or other things that like may be in space, <clears throat> right? So after the spy, after we found the spy balloon, they essentially decided to remove those filters so because they need to find things that are sort of like smaller than the things that they had classically been looking for so now they're just finding all of these things that were up there presumably that were up there and now and now now we're just catching them because we've decided to look for things that were smaller than like you know an f-15 okay so there's just there's always been like space garbage floating around apparently but but, well that's what i'm like that makes sense as to why we're just now seeing them but i don't know if that solves the troubling question of like what the fuck are they and why are they what are they doing up there and what are we using to shoot them down? Is there, like, is it space lasers? <laughs> like, what are I you... don't know. Because these are... <laughs> well... <laughs> these, are, these are objects flying at space height, right? I mean, right. they're in space. They're not, like, at airplane height. Right. No, they are at airplane height. That's why they've shot... That's why well, they yeah, shot the them down. In, the one in uh, Alaska, I think, was at, like, 40,000 Be- feet. Yeah, because like they said... It, they said that's the it specific... That low? Yeah, that's yeah. the specific reason they shot it was because they felt like it was, you know, an yeah, issue for, for an air travel. Yeah, right. But wasn't, wasn't, uh, wasn't the spy balloon, like, the first... Uh, recorded uh kill for like an f-22 jet like they we spent billions and billions of dollars on these jets and this is the first time they shot something down and it was a fucking balloon cool great ah technology Uh, (laughs) ah military budgets (laughs) never wrong no notes no (laughs) 
thank God we had that F-16. Thank God it was there. I know. We yeah. finally did There's it. probably no other way to get a weather balloon out of the sky. No, 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 no. <laughs> But no. You, you can bet we're going to fund more of them in the, the oh, I know. next year. Oh, yeah. well, we have to for safety. There's cylinders yep. up there, you yeah. guys. Take it up. We gotta, yeah. It's we a whole get program for remembering. <laughs> right, yeah. Didn't Trump say he was going to build like an iron dome like like they have in yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Over the entire continent of North America. <laughs> yeah. To avoid, to make sure cylinders don't get in. And every idea he has is just perfect and well thought out. Yeah. And mm-hmm. couldn't go no. wrong. Yeah. Well, and it turns out that he needed it during his tenure because it was Weather Balloon City over there and they weren't noticing oh, yeah. any of them. <laughs> it was a child's <laughs> birthday party. Like, yeah. Floating around. Oh, man. In any case. Uh, Should we talk about the State of the Union? Let's talk about the State of the Union because... Grant. <laughs> Here's some background. Brent and I were busy during the State of the Union yeah. with other things. And so instead, we, we texted Grant and we were like, tell us what's going on. And then he basically live texted the entire State of the Union for us so that we could feel both included right. and also so that we would understand what TikTok memes were going on later that right. night. Yeah, Most that's how he's been corralled into being here today. And then we were like, we're going to need you to come onto the podcast to tell us and the people what happened at the State of the Union. I Well, look, the, the definitive review of the State of the Union was not from me. It's from Donald Trump's Truth Social account. Oh, that's yeah. right. Where he was live blogging how well Joe Biden was doing, uh-huh. which was a really weird, <laughs> right. like, I didn't understand what was going on there. He, yeah. But he wasn't and, wrong. Like, And also was, how lovely Joe Biden looked. Right. The man understands good television, you guys. Right. I don't know what to That's say. That's true. He's a producer yeah. first. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... It, I, I gotta say, like, I, I know that it's it's un, it's an unpopular stance on this particular podcast, but like, Joe Biden did a pretty good job. I mean, even sure. I gave him that review after I went you through did. my TikTok uh, review yeah. later. Like, like, saw clips. That's right. Trump was right. There was like a little, like uh, some stumbles early on, like a little, like it took a little sure. while to get warmed he up. He is right. officially the oldest person to ever deliver a State of the Union. Wow. And Records. every year he breaks that record. Because... Records breaking every day. Right. Um, but he... He held it together and uh, said reasonable things that sounded accurate that may turn out to be not true in the right. future. You know, right. like, I mean, the what, usual. what is the State of the Union if I, not I know, just like I feel, a laundry list of things you're never going to do? I know. I feel like I was like the real buzzkill on the text chain because I was just sort of like, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I didn't remember the point I made. I was like, oh, he said like, he said like, uh, we're not touching Medicare or Social Security. And you're like, yeah, we'll see about it. <laughs> He says that today. Well, that's, right. that's like the most Refers sort of... to Brent Thornburg's <laughs> definitive list of every time Joe Biden has tried to cut Social Security. Yeah, he, was, he wasn't going to let it be the Republicans' idea. No. <laughs> that's, that's one of his famous ideas. He doesn't want to lose right. credit for his But I mean, it was, idea. I think, pretty, you know, it was impressive that he was sort of able to get them to commit to yep. not doing it themselves, essentially. Right, I mean, like, like on national television, goaded them into heckling him first. Right. And yeah. then turning their heckling into like an admission, like, okay, so you guys don't want to cut it either. Great, we all agreed. And then looked into the camera like, right. he's, on, like he's on the office. And like, <laughs> I, know. Eh? I know. You'll see that? Yeah. I do feel oh. like this is, a, this his um, tendency during like campaign events to like basically spend the entire time just like pointing out people in the crowd and chit chatting with them really comes in handy in moments like this because he's actually really good at being heckled yeah because he loves being heckled he 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 clearly wanted them to heckle him well he'd rather be engaging with someone than like delivering lines off of a telephone which is why they they allowed him to to do it's like oh joe's here from missoula you know the missoula 
social club of <laughs> greater commerce area. Right, my old friend. Know, right, right, yeah. Every like it's a, like a little bit of a roast. Like right. he, yeah, he, wa- he wants and he wants you to roast him back. Exactly. No. Um, so and with this Congress, he really uh, well, he's scored. got his wish because holy shit, I just love Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> I really just do. I mean, she showed up. She knew she was probably going to heckle him at some point. She had a plan. She wore a villain costume. She, she sure, did. sure did. You know, I mean, like, God bless her. And then there were the, I mean, I'm di- diver- diverging from the State of the Union, but when she was at this week, the the when they brought in the Twitter executives for her to just, like, ask specifically why her own personal right. Twitter profile <laughs> had been, like, a shadow ban to her and Lauren Boebert. Oh, my like, God. I mean, she's doing great things in Congress <laughs> yeah. right now. She came to play, and she also understands good ratings, I think. Is There's, like, the sort of members of Congress who understand policy, and then I think yes. there's, like, this sort of ratings contingent where, like, the reason that we're talking about them all the time is right. because yeah. they the, understand ratings. The thing Marjorie is missing, though, is that, like, she's getting the great ratings and then looking like a complete moron. <laughs> right. and everybody, yes. Like, she gets everybody's attention and then, like, f- like, like falls on her face. Yeah. 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 Um, but good for her. You know, she's, she's cultivating an audience. Brent's a, a member of it now. Right? Um, I feel like he's been following her in the same way that Ann Coulter makes him giggle. Yeah, I know. Sorry. <laughs> oh, wow. Ann Coulter. That's a, that's a real time machine. I know. Um, sorry. Who was the, she's still out there. She's still out there. Who was that guy at the, at, at an Obama State of the Union who yelled out, you lie? Was it Tom oh, Cotton? I think so. It was somebody maybe. like that. No, it wasn't Tom Cotton. Who was it though? Well, the problem is that we don't remember. We don't remember. But <laughs> he, at the time. He wasn't re- wearing a villain I was going to say, he was, he was in, a, he was just in a boring suit. Yeah. But like problem, yeah. Nancy Pelosi all but like dragged her finger across her throat at that guy. And it was like such a, it was such a moment of everybody's like, how dare you disrespect the president during the State of the <laughs> Union? That is not what this is about. And then like 2023 and Joe Biden's like welcoming it. Like, yes. yeah. like come on fuckers. Well, like, even Kevin McCarthy was sitting behind him looking incredibly uncomfortable. Yes. Because oh, he did not want to look like he had an unruly caucus. And we know that he has we no already, control over uh, right. anything. Ima- imagine thinking he could hide that at this point though. <laughs> it's like, but he was like trying to sit there being like looking like he was engaged, yes. even though it was clear he wasn't listening to what was going on and also know. was trying not to listen to what his own caucus yeah. was doing. And like the, the the contrast between his caucus coming like decked like villains and ready to spar and Joe Biden wanting that. Yeah. And like Kevin McCarthy sitting in the back trying to pretend he had some semblance of control. Yeah. Also, those the clips of him chit chatting with Kamala Harris before the State of the Union. Did you? Oh, yeah. oh right, just the, where they're uh-huh, just like yeah. talking about the size of the, the crowd. Size of, I it's know. Great open crowd. mic and Kamala's like full house, full <laughs> house. <laughs> and you see McCarthy move the mic like right. to the floor. <laughs> oh man, it was. She really is Selena Meyer. It's, I it's, know. God love her. It's, oh, it's so sad. <laughs> um, also, one thing that frustrated me about the framing of that shot was I think one of Kamala Harris's greatest strengths is she seems like she's really tall even though she's not. Yeah. And they seated her in such a way that That's she looks teeny strengths. tiny. I mean, it might be. <laughs> I mean, image-wise, what else has she been up to recently? Name a like, one, Go ahead. She's like singing the wheels of the bus to buses. <laughs> like, there hasn't been anything else going on with her. Yeah. Um, but no. But normally, she has a good stage presence, you know? Like, yeah. that's part of her yeah, that's sort true. of... Yeah, And I feel like one of the things that's always shocking about her when you meet her in person is that she's very small. She's, like, my height. Yeah, she and, does have an imposing presence. But she though. has a, the presence of a tall person, which yeah. is a great gift when you're, like, 5'2". Yeah. She... some. She, they should have given her a pillow. <laughs> she looked <laughs> short yeah. on that stage, and it was, like, the thing... 
that she has that's like a natural gift of hers amidst her making ridiculous small talk with Kevin McCarthy and right. doing nothing of note with her job is that she has like a commanding presence and they flubbed that during the State of the Union. Yeah. And that's on her staff. Yes. You know, somebody... Does she have staff anymore? No, no. Oh, somebody no. should have been keeping an eye on that, though. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, speaking of Marjorie Taylor Greene's um, a villain costume, though, what was Kirsten Cinema? Oh, my God. That lime, green, uh, neon green. What was it? It was like a fluorescent green, I guess. Yeah, yeah. What, what green was it? What is Kirsten Cinema wearing? Just pin that tweet forever. Right. Like. <laughs> With the sleeves of it. Yeah. looks sort of like a lettuce costume. <laughs> well, Walking it, lettuce cup. Really Kirsten red as lettuce. To She's me. sitting next to her best pal, Mitt Romney. That's right. Yeah. What a, yeah, wow. That's Close personal like... friends. Giving pep talks to her other BFF, George Santos. <laughs> Man, yeah. Oh, didn't she or say did that she? didn't happen? Yeah, no, she, no, she, she denied right. that. <laughs> right. The best part of the whole State of the Union had truly nothing to do with the State of the Union at all. Yeah. It was when uh, Mitt Romney and George Santos got into it. George Santos doing what you do in this kind of a situation, but not realizing that he should have been hiding from cameras, decides he's going to shake Joe Biden's hand. He's going to get right up there. Yeah. He might, wants to be in the middle of his, it all. Might be his one shot. <laughs> exactly. And so he's like... At the, you know, at the aisle where Mitt Romney is sitting stoically and like just trying to get into everyone's business. And Mitt Romney had harsh words for him about how he doesn't belong in Congress, which then... uh, Harsh words like for Mitt Romney. I mean... Right. right. Harsh harsh words. Sunday school teacher harsh words. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, He had polite but harsh words for him. Um, And he was sitting next to Kristen Sinema. And so George Santos, upon... Uh, being asked about this, said that Kristen Cinema told him, hang in there, buddy. <laughs> right. Which she then, her staff said, this is a blatant lie. <laughs> Kristen didn't say a word to Representative Santos and didn't even know about the exchange with Senator Romney until they got to their seats. Chef's <laughs> uh, kiss. But like, yeah, the way, like, Mitt Romney is like the hall monitor of the Republican Party at this point. Like, he's the only person who will be like, he's barely yeah. scolding anybody because right, he's at yeah. least doing yes. it. Um, in a way that nobody else will. So, like, good for him. Yeah. Um, but he couldn't have been happier to, like, repeat that story outside. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, for over. sure. There um, were, like, 12 cameras in his face. Let me and tell you exactly what happened. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've never heard him be so excited right. to tell a piece of gossip to the media. I know. Yeah. He, yeah. Was, he was every old woman who's ever said, so I says to Mabel, I right. says. <laughs> like, could not wait to get that story out on the record. Yeah. And good for him. Yeah. And then we and had. And then did George Santos like tweet something about like how you was never ne- be how you're never going to be Romney. president? Yeah. <laughs> what an asshole! Oh my god. Also, old news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, right? Yeah, we get it. Yeah, he yeah, will never be Eleven-year-old news. <laughs> get a grip. Um, wow. And then, so Sarah Huckabee Sanders is who they tapped to give the rebuttal. She said one correct thing in her speech that it that I think kind of explains the culture divide right now. In America, which is the dividing line in America is no longer between right or left. The choice is between normal or crazy, which couldn't be truer. <laughs> Could not be truer. And I don't know what she was talking about in that line. Well, she was talking about banning the phrase Latinx and yes. right, and wanting to make sure uh-huh. schools didn't provide litter boxes CRT. for children or whatever. <laughs> right. That's right. right. That's right. Uh-huh. Um, but she couldn't be writer about that in the in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Right. It is normal or crazy. It's right. just not the way she thinks. It, right. Um, she also was, but she was trying to kind of shift away from the Trump narrative. She's trying to, she sort of made it about how like letting the next generation lead and basically didn't mention much about her time in the Trump administration. Other than that fake ass story about going to the oh, green zone. Right. Where oh, she yes. pretended like she and Trump were in the military. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
I had to walk out of my house on Christmas night, get on a plane, and when we landed, we were in Iraq. We were in the Bowling Green Massacre. And, and she, <laughs> tell us this like insufferable story about how she got there. It, it was it was the old Jenna Maroney thing of like being like, no, you guys are the stars. And, <laughs> except in this case, it was like a serviceman giving her his like some badge of his and saying like, no, we're in this together. You're just as important as I am. It was the most like underhanded self-aggrandizing story I'd heard sure. in a while. Feels right. Um, yeah. And ironically, I didn't. Be- I don't believe it. And she started her speech about how, as the mother of like three small children. I know you don't believe every story you hear because she's talking about Joe Biden telling uh-huh. telling tales or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then well, he has to told us he has told a similar tale. <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong right. about like you know some active combat zone that he entered yeah. that he most certainly did not enter. That's right. Uh, Hillary Clinton also was shot at in Kosovo or something. Oh, right. right. And we, yeah. Right? No. I mean, famously, so, like, if you want to be like you know a leader on the world stage, then you have to have one of these tales. You got <laughs> the one person who didn't get away with that tale is probably the one person who had it. Um, which is John Kerry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Right? He got swift voted. Well, yeah, the rest or John of these McCain. Fools... The people, the, the actual right. war heroes. <laughs> Do not talk yeah, like no. that. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. John McCain. I've never heard John McCain personally recount the number of times he's been shot out of the sky and or been in a plane crash. Right. He just but lets people that know That is the most heroic him. thing about him is the number of plane crashes he survived. <laughs> yeah. That's it's true. Um, in any case, and this is only marginally related because I feel like it is related to the idea of conservatives trying to slightly rebrand themselves. Um, and Sarah Huckabee Sanders sort of trying to move to a quote unquote next generation that distances them from like the Trump generation. But there was an article in the Times this week about this like new class of conservative policy wonks that are basically advocating like socialist policies in an effort to like justify their pro-life stance. So there's suddenly all these, there's like a class of conservative like thinkers that are kind of like, (laughs) I think hoping well, to for the record, I, I just use use air quotes, quotes on thinkers, um, <laughs> but basically want to send like you know payments to families for childcare and things like that because they want to make sure that everyone you know gets married in a hetero marriage and has kids, and they are sort of noticing that that's becoming less and less possible because of the economy, and so there is like a weird thing happening where like people in order to justify like patently evil conservative policies are like accidentally becoming socialist. Hmm. And I'm. It would be great if Democrats just decided to um, send money to families because we did it once and then decided it was working too well, and then we're like, we're not doing. No, exactly. It's like weird because now I'm worried that they're gonna like corner the market on socialist policy, and then we're gonna only get socialist policy if we also get like anti-abortion policy, Mm. and it feels like we could have abortions and payments for families. It feels like both of these things could be true, but once again. Democrats stepping on their own messaging to the extent that they've ceded incredibly popular policy to Republicans, and now the Times is reporting on it. So great, well, so, it's, so now, it's, yeah. it's past trendy. It's, written in it's, stone. It's now. written in stone now. Um, so <clears throat> that's concerning news that everyone should keep their eye on. Also, just getting back to George Santos briefly for a moment, there was one more George Santos story, which is that um, <laughs> he in 2017 we found out that he got charged with theft because he wrote a bunch of bad checks to a bunch of dog breeders. Yeah. For his, um, for his, um, he had that nonprofit. The non-profit. Yeah, for the dog yeah, nonprofit. Yeah. So we found out that the lawyer who represented him thinks that he definitely was guilty. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause he said his, wa- or he said his uh, checkbook was stolen. Yeah. Yeah. As, as so frequently happens when you're well, a pathological liar. And also yeah. like this, there's, there was a, photo of the checks in the article and puppies was scrawled <laughs> I know. like in fourth grade handwriting and the yeah. memo of it, it 
every every detail about him is just perfect. <laughs> I did have a friend text me this week who was like, I'm starting to get sad about the George Santos thing because it's clear he's actually a pathological liar and not oh, just yeah. doing this for our entertainment. Oh, I know. <laughs> like, he, like got, he, got his, he got his first um, like classified briefing this week, I believe. Oh, like, man. don't give that man a cl- To be fair, give him any classified briefing. He lies about everything. And I was going to say, like, that's the perfect gonna person. going to believe him. <laughs> the perfect. I, he really is like, like um, a 2023 Forrest Gump. Like, the, the current version of that is not somebody who experienced all of, you know, the 20th century um, with a front row seat. It's somebody who just fucking lied about it. Like, it's, yeah. it's oh, yeah. this guy. That's it, right. yeah. Who's just going to be telling those stories to some lady on a bench for the rest of his life. Yeah. You know what? I'm happy for him. Well, now he has friends in Congress. Congress. Oh, yeah. Speaking of fake Jewish people, there's another fake Jewish person in Congress now, <laughs> which is great. Um, we've So... We heard the name Anna Paulina Luna for the first time around January 4th-ish uh, when accusation, when, when there was a news story about how she was mad that a, some radio show in Florida where she's from uh, was accusing her of being a witch. And sure. that was exciting. The second time that we heard it was during the speaker votes because she was one of the McCarthy holdouts. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. And so, and we were like, "Who is this Anna Polia? Yeah. Some random person from Florida? Florida you know how yeah. sometimes there was when there were the twenty no votes, there were like names in there that we were like, "What are these freshmen doing?" Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, she was one of those. Uh, but this week, the Washington Post uh, did like an expose on her and basically found out she had like fabricated her entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and among the fabrications, so first of all, she's been pretending to be alternately Middle Eastern, Jewish, Eastern European, generally. It turns out she her she has Latin heritage on her mother's side. That's she changed her name to Luna though because her father's last name is I believe it's like Hoffmeyer. Oh, Meyerhofer. Uh, um, Meyerhofer. Yeah. Meyerhofer. Right. It's um, which she went by for which a long she time. until she was running for Congress. So basically, right. she was like a Oof. Southern Californian Democrat who became yeah. a pro gun Obama supporter became a pro gun Florida Republican kind of overnight and changed her name to Luna from Hoffmeyer. <laughs> Uh, or Meyerhofer. Yeah. It's Meyerhofer. Meyerhofer. Whatever, you guys. <laughs> the point is, the Meyerhofer name is relevant only because in uh, doing this investigation into her uh, many fabrications about her life, mm-hmm. none of which her family will back up. Her mother backs up some of them. The rest of her family is like, this is a bunch of bullshit. Because she told you know told stories about having been born into poverty and her family abandoned right. them and, and all, all of these her, things. And the family friends like, and other family was like, what? No. Everyone was, <laughs> you had a perfectly fine childhood. But... Um, also, we did discover that in her constant uh, sort of fabricating of a Jewish identity for herself, that the one thing we do know for sure is that her grandfather was a Nazi. It always comes back to that for Heinrich some reason. Heinrich Meyerhofer. Well, yeah, I would say there's no, a reason sure. she changed that name. Yes. <laughs> right. I know. Heinrich Meyerhofer yeah. uh, had to be a Nazi. Yeah, if the 2020 election went a different way, then Heinrich I, Meyerhofer. I imagine she would have been leaning into that last name <laughs> for as hard sure. as she could. Yeah, I'm just going to read briefly from the Washington Post article about this because it's like a wild story that she has wi- uh, woven. Um, Luna also stated on the campaign trail and in an interview with Jewish Insider in November that while she identifies as Christian, she was, quote, raised as a Messianic Jew by her father. Messianic Jews identify as Jewish and say they believe that Jesus is the Messiah. They're Jews for Jesus, clearly. Yeah. Um, but I'm also a small fraction Ashkenazi, which everyone is a fucking small fraction. Brent is a small fraction Ashkenazi. <laughs> everyone, anyone can accomplish that. Um, well, no. Anyone who is of Western European heritage can accomplish right, that, sure. which is what you are when you're German. Um, in any case, she added, referring to Jews whose ancestors lived in Central or Eastern Europe, Luna's mother said her father was, quote, a Christian that embraced the Messianic faith. 
He eventually got clean and started attending Messianic Jewish Church in Orange <laughs> County. He brought Anna to services, and she buried him to Jewish customs, Monica Luna wrote in a text. Monica Luna is her mother. However, three members of Luna's extended family said that her father was Catholic and that they were not aware of him practicing any form of Judaism while Luna was growing up. George Meyerhofer's father, Heinrich Meyerhofer, immigrated to Canada from Germany in 1954 and identified as Roman Catholic, according to immigration records. According to several family members, Heinrich Meyerhofer, who died in 2003, served in the armed forces of Nazi Germany when he was a teenager in the 40s. None of it's great. <laughs> but what no. an adventure that took us on. No kidding. And also, like, what's the... What do we think the value she gets out of Pretending claiming to... that she's in uh, Messianic yeah. Maybe Jew. because maybe she's trying to appeal to old Jewish people I was going to say she's in Florida. Oh, uh, yeah, that's Because where's her district? Are there old Jewish people know. in her district? It's confusing. Um, also, I don't understand why all of these people who are pathological liars are desperate to claim Jewish identity. Yeah, like, yeah, because Santos did Santos too, Santos did right? the same thing. And then, then became, quote, what are they all going, why, are they all going to, why are they all going to Congress? Right. <laughs> this is, it's such a confusing choice. Like, if you heard this story about a person who was not an elected official, you'd be like, oh, that's person that had a psychotic break. Yes. They, need, exactly. they need help. And here, it's just like, no, they were just, they're just like bolstering their resume. <laughs> uh, or, or like bolstering their origin story for whenever. Well, they, and yeah. she had to do something about her origin story because she was, quote unquote, slandered uh, on the... Um, Bubba the Love Sponge radio show. That's right. <laughs> On the what now? <laughs> the radio show where they called her a witch and also said that she had slept with Matt Gates um, is called Bubba the Love Sponge Radio. Call me whatever witch you want, but like, do not accuse me of sleeping with Matt Gates. Ick. That's offensive. I think that um, she's too old. Bubba the Love Sponge is hosted by a friend of Roger Stone's. Oh sure. Oh great. Um, and they, her lawyer sent him a letter demanding yeah. that he retract all of his statements about her. But he refused because apparently he wanted to run for that seat as well. Like, he was mulling running for that seat as oh well. And so, God. basically, the Daily Beast, when they broke this, interviewed everyone who had ever thought about running for that seat. And they were all like, well, it's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> like, another guy who also thought about running, um, who, uh, who, oh no, was a different congressional hopeful in California, uh, said... It's got to be true to a certain extent. It's fair enough to say that it's spread among people in the Republican Party. <laughs> so it's basically like people are talking about it. It's Yeah, and they are constructing their own truth a little more every day over there. So yeah. who fucking knows? <laughs> what, what were the... Was there any evidence that they brought to bear about why they thought she was a witch? Was there any like... Oh. I don't know. I haven't... Uh, investigated far enough into the witch accusations. I, I got either. very distracted by the Matt Gates accusations. Yeah. Um, which I assume just had to do with them being Florida people and him she's trafficking pretty. people. She's pretty. Yeah, yeah. I could see Matt Gates. It's, he's, she's Matt Gates' type. Sexually harassing her. No, right. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything else, but. Yeah. But um, you don't know where that story is going to go when you're also a pathological liar and both of you are pathologically yeah. lying. And it's like, who knows where these stories, who yeah. knows where these rumors begin and end? You're accidentally going to just like weave the truth together. Yeah. At, didn't she also lie about a home invasion or something too? Oh yeah, she had a fake home invasion. I mean, there right, were her lot... roommate was like, she, she wasn't oh, here. That's right. Yeah, yeah. she like d tells this story about like four a.m. like somebody like coming in I mean, or whatever. It's a very and detailed her, and, story. Yeah, and her roommate was like, it was in the middle of the day and she wasn't home. Yeah. And it's, she's using she she was using it to like justify her pro gun stances. So she has been made up all of these hardships in an effort to justify why she's so pro gun, and then it turned out none of them were true. Yeah, it was. It, she but she claimed it was like a really formative moment in her yeah. life, and and. 
Of course. Sometimes a formative moment in your life can be made up by your can't, own brain. That's can't, true. Can't you just love guns because guns are cool? Right. right it's Florida. Right. Why do you need an excuse? That's what you ever fucking tell me is that right. guns are cool. So like, I like shooting things. Own it. <laughs> yeah. And then in final and also important Republican news, um, I think we witnessed Ron DeSantis's answer to the Trump Stakes press conference. <laughs> we really week. did. Yeah. Well, we get this. So is he doing all of his press conference conferences in front of boxes of gas stoves. I hope so. I hope that is a prop that is just goes to every location with him. Because he wasn't, I don't think he was at a stove factory. No, <laughs> I mean, no. no and also the, the set was stoves and pampers. Yeah, it pampers was... and like a child's toy. Because I think right. like his new, oh, and then a big sign that said tax relief. Right, so of course. It was, like, yes. <laughs> it was a real hodgepodge. <laughs> I, did, I did read enough to know that the Toys went with the tax relief because I think they're right. getting rid of sales tax or proposing getting rid of sales tax on like a ton of like children's products. Basically, sure. like except for the toys, pampers, tax on everything. <laughs> right. Coming, oh, soon. Right. coming soon. Your from... Republican Congress. Yeah. Yes. Up until the point that a federal thirty percent sales tax comes <laughs> right. into effect, goes into they're going to be getting rid of that Florida's toy tax and renders everything completely unaffordable. Yeah. Right. But I love the way that they've taken up gas stoves as a cause celeb for the I Republican know. Party. I. This was like a weird holdout issue for like snooty liberals who like to cook too much for decades. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's like something that like liberal New Yorkers are like, oh, I would never move into a place with a with an electric stove. You can't cook. You, you insert some pretentious I dish I here. I can't make shakshuka every right, Sunday. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, right, exactly. Right. How will I fire my peppers directly into the air? Like yeah. make yeah. s'mores. Meanwhile. Yeah. That's me. Right. No, of course. You're in this demographic. These people were slandering are sitting right here. Right. Yes. I'm with Ron DeSantis oh, on the stoves. I'm out here loving a gas stove. <laughs> but, I, but I can't remember. What's the Republican defense of it? It's just like, don't oh, tell me what kind of stove to buy? Yeah, I think yeah. so. It's yeah. just like libertarian let freedom. Me, let stove me pollute freedom. my house air if I want to. My kids are going to have asthma because I said so. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Great. Yeah, and that's yeah. just the kind also, of thing... Also, none of those people are cooking anything delicious. I no. Mean, no, they're the people who are making the TikToks that that other woman is... Uh, oh, yeah. The oh. woman who starts oh. everything e- with, everyone's so creative. Everyone's so cr- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Emptying yeah. five bags of pasta into a pan, <laughs> plopping down a Velveeta. pound of cheese, cream cheese, and right. then like four cans of ragu, right. and you're done. Uh-huh. And then there's always one weird thing in it, like a like Cheetos or something, yeah. <laughs> like one uh-huh. weird item that doesn't belong there. Because that's creative. Mm. Yeah, delicious. I would eat that. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, Brent is how I found out about Jello salads. So I like a uh-huh. lot of a lot of questions. Grant's got to know what about it them is. too. Well, yeah, yeah, from Iowa. Yeah, you're both from Iowa. That's I. There were a lot of Jello dishes that I didn't know about before I met people from Iowa. <laughs> Let me just say that we call salad. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were a lot of salads that are exclusively the color white as well that I didn't know about. Yeah, but that Trump DeSantis—that's really heating up there. I mean, yes. DeSantis is pretending like it's not happening. I think. Yes. But this Trump also called him a groomer this week. Called him a groomer. Yes. <laughs> Which, right. and then he got asked about being a groomer while he was standing in front of the Pampers and Children's Toys. Incredible. Which was incredible. One of the great moments. But also, it was and such, didn't really deny it, as it you pointed out. Lame, on our it was like a lame pivot. It was like, it was like I don't spend my time worrying about rumors. I spend my time getting results Grooming. from American people. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, but. Do you want to just like deny right. it? Well, I, no. A good rule of thumb is when you're right. accused of being a groomer, first say no. The first right. thing is no, and right. then you right. do your talking point. However, like, what didn't Trump also like truth out like a photo of yeah. DeSantis at a party with like high school kids? Yeah. Yeah. And when he was a teacher? And they were drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah. That's so, ideal. So, like, 
again, like Wait, maybe he is a groomer. Matt Gates and, he knew he and DeSantis it. both have this like very very obvious bad behavior that is like the only behavior that QAnon is obsessed with. <laughs> right. Right, but and, somehow. And, right, and then you show them those two, and they're like, yeah, but not them. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, he's reformed. No, I feel like I keep reading that the big issue he's going to have is not that he's a groomer who has a history of inappropriate behavior and also doesn't know how to stand like a human being. Um, no. It's that he once had a not hardline opinion about Social Security. That's what everyone Man. is talking about as his biggest liability. Not those white boots that he wore not for Hurricane Relief. Those white knee, <laughs> knee-high boots. Shit. Who talked him into that? Oh um, my God. I, no. He seems like someone who was capable of talking himself into I think that's boots. true. <laughs> I also think as soon as more of America, like, hears him speak, yeah. it's kind of over for him. Well, that's, I have long thought that he has the same problem that Michael Bloomberg has, which is just like a whiny asshole when he speaks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like Michael Bloomberg is like, if you pose him in a photo where he's near other short people and you have the right angle and he is famously a billionaire, you can like make him look like he's up to something. Yeah. But the moment he opens his mouth, you're like, shut oh, up, God. guy. Like, I feel like Ron DeSantis has that same problem where he just seems silly once you have to hear his voice. Right. Once, like, Republicans have heard that, like, oh, he's fighting CRT and he's fighting being able to exist as a gay person in a school. And they're like, yeah, rah, rah. And then, but they want the rallies, too. You know, like, they they need to be able to, they, they need that red meat. And that chance to, of getting like fatal COVID, right. and <laughs> right. I don't think he's going to give that to them. I don't. No, think, he I don't doesn't think, have that. He doesn't have the charisma, yeah. and that's Donald Trump is very charismatic and also is a showman. Yes. So like he he's doing it for the, the only the rallies are the only thing that he cares about exactly, and so yeah. that goes hand in hand with everyone hoping to gather and get fatal COVID together. But like, correct. Ron DeSantis does not like offer the the kind of even the cast of characters that you would need like also trump is really good at like casting his rallies yeah like they're well-produced events for the audience i wouldn't say that i'm the target audience for those events horrific horrific events (laughs) but like for the audience they're well-produced events and i just don't see that same like this felt like a poor man's trump stake trump stakes press conference it did it did where first of all Trump would never have had this many confusing items all on the stage at once. No, he would have brought them in was, one by one so that he could riff on them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he understands marketing. He's a tryhard. Yeah, he's a, yeah, he's yeah, he's, he's a tryhard. He's really tap dancing to prove that he's got, um, l- let's say, star quality. <laughs> yeah, and um, and I don't think he does. No, no, and also I wonder if he has the Hillary Clinton problem. Where, because I think Marco Rubio has this problem. I once heard someone tell me that Marco Rubio was for sure going to be the president because he has that it factor. And I was like, have you ever seen Marco Rubio give a, give comments to a group of people about any topic? He sounds ridiculous. Yeah. He's most famous for having dry mouth. And it, like, he's never once convincingly looked tough to me on screen. No, he's, no. he comes off as whiny in every single interaction. Every single yeah. interaction. But I bet that if you meet him... You're like, now this is a guy. Like in the same way where you meet uh, Hillary Clinton and you're like, wow, what a thoughtful woman. And then you see her speak to a crowd and you're like, stop yelling at me. <laughs> like, you know, like she she can't project that same sort of like quality right. of, and, and warmth to yeah. a crowd that she does in person. And I bet that Marco Rubio has that problem because this was somebody who would have met Marco Rubio and would oh. have like had that kind of like experience with him more so than someone who would have been to a Marco Rubio rally. But I bet that Ron DeSantis has the same thing where I bet if you meet him in a room, you're like, well, this guy looks tall or whatever people say about Republicans. This guy hates the same people right, I do. Right, he hates people. <laughs> and then, like, you hear him 
he, first of all, he can't dress himself in a way that makes him look normal. No. And he can't stand in a photo in a way that looks normal. And then on top of that... Why is like, that a Republican problem, his, by the way? Because he's not alone in that. No, no it is a widespread problem. And it spread to his wife, didn't it? <laughs> no, did it? I think that there are photos of his wife also not standing like a human. <laughs> They're all standing like centaurs. That's what they do. I don't know. They found each other, though. You know? It's like they've never heard of arms before. Uh, Yeah. It's it's such a confusing... It's uh, something else that's spreading at Trump rallies, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) They're all becoming that Molly Shannon character on Seinfeld who didn't move her arms. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Your Republican Party, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Off to the races. Off to the races. Yeah, I'm, so Ron DeSantis, my mom finally called me this week, or maybe last week, and was like, I'm not worried about Ron DeSantis, don't worry about him. <laughs> and I, sometimes she just likes to make an announcement like that, yeah. because we have long been saying that, like, no one who gets front runner status this early in the game is a real person. Absolutely like, not. Those yeah. people just, like, get pushed in and out really fast. And I've had a lot of people be like, but aren't we worried about DeSantis, as if anyone should, and I was like, first of all, these are people who have never heard the man open his mouth, clearly, yeah. because yeah. as soon as you hear him speak, you're like, I'm not worried about this guy. Yeah. Um, but I feel like we're in the sort of like early character assassination phases for the Trump team. And I'm hoping that they bring the same level of enthusiasm and commitment to the nicknaming of other candidates as the front runners yeah. appear. Because Ron DeSantis is the it's best, his best one. one yeah. Yeah. He's never come better up with anything better. Better than all of his 2016 ones. Uh, put together. And 2020, 2020 as well. Yeah. yeah. All of them put together. There's not... He has never come up with a nickname that good in no. his life. This is like... He, he might as well just die tomorrow. I mean, this is like his crown. This is the moment. Did you hear that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. I, yeah, like, what's his nickname for Nikki Haley going to be? Like, that's know, yeah. It'll be racist and sexist. Yeah. So don't worry about that. He's got plenty It'll, to choose from. It's just going to be like Tricky Nikki or something. Yeah. yeah. It's not going to catch on. But even that, even that rhymes, though. Yeah, yeah. No, I, like, I feel like his worst work is when he can't come up with a rhyming nickname and it's, and then it's like just a stupid Hillary word. or something. I know, it's like, Crazy Bernie and right. Sleepy it's like, Joe. It's Sleepy like, Joe, it's not low energy good. Jeb. Low energy right. Jeb was funny. Low energy Jeb was, I would say, his number two best one. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because Jeb elected to go with Jeb exclamation point as his name. Like, it was, in context, it was probably the funniest one he's ever come up with. That, yeah. Um, yeah. He wasn't, here's the thing, it was true. Like, it was true. He, he, he didn't pull out of thin air. <laughs> Um, but like, who who is gonna emerge from the shadows? Oh, I don't in, know. Like the next yeah. year, do we think? I mean, that's the thing. Is this is when all the people that you don't expect to emerge from the shadows emerge? That's true. Ron DeSantis, we could expect because we were being we've been prepped for it. Yeah. By media, yeah. but like we're about to be in the phase of complete randos. Well, I have always been the most concerned about people like Josh Hawley. Yes. Even if it's not necessarily Josh Hawley because he's terrible and can stew up all of the same people that Trump did. Yeah. But then also sort of like is putting on some of this sort of like faux populist, maybe takes up some of the, you know, socialist things like sending people money, which he's already stood for before. I mean, he was one of the people that was pro that during COVID. So like it's those people who are like, you know, so nutty who also you know want to make sure transgender people don't exist so like people can get on board with that but then he also wants to you know give them free things yeah i worry about him but also don't worry about him for the same reason i don't know if it's him necessarily i'm using him as sort of like a a josh holly type like someone with josh holly politics who looks like mike huckabee is what i worry about (laughs) 
That, <laughs> like, the thing about Josh Hawley is he strikes, in the same way that Pete Buttigieg makes me think that he's, like, smirking at me when he's talking to me, I feel like Josh Hawley has that quality where he, like... Well, smug. He's smug. And yeah. because of that, he, he doesn't, his, he can have populist policies and you can be like, yeah, to his populist policies, but him He'll telling shmarmy. them to you, like, makes you feel bad about supporting them. Yeah. You know, like, you can tell he's a bad person. Right. You're, you're hearing him and you're like, oh, I can't fucking agree with this guy. Right. Exactly. Yeah. What I worry about those politics being packaged and I, it drives me bananas that Mike Huckabee didn't run on a populist platform in 2016 when he decided to reemerge from the shadows like he did in 2008. Because oh, yeah, he, he did do he that, could, didn't he? He yeah. could have won that race yeah, if he wasn't us, such a fucking idiot. I remember like, us talking about Not that. that I'm trying to have Mike Huckabee win anything. Be the president. No, but, like, but, but, I mean, he had the platform in 2008 that would have won 2016, and yeah. then he ceded he it to Donald Trump like a fool idiot. And, like, meanwhile, like, we have a Josh Hawley who is, like, showing us the way. Like, his platform is the one, I think, that if you're a Republican and you're yeah. truly evil, that's the one you run on for sure. But they need, like, a friendlier face for it. And like yeah. the Mike Huckabee wasted his chance. Mm. We could have Yeah. Because that was a race where all the front runners were like he could come back. Wait, Supreme Is he Evil. still alive? Huckabee? Yeah. yeah. I'm okay. sure, I think he's still know. got a Fox News show, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. and he okay. can't come all back right. from all that though. No. He's too silly now. It's like <laughs> that's <laughs> Well, he's like, his own daughter is on TV calling all these uh, yeah. people old. So exactly. I didn't mean him. He's too much of like a teddy bear in this moment in politics, like the post Trump era. Yeah. Because it needs to be someone who can compete in the Trump era, not like somebody who's like in an era where we're like nice to each other. Yeah, I, which is I think why he probably didn't pop in 2016 yeah. because he, he yeah he probably. didn't want he didn't want that smoke. Like, no, and yeah. it, it drives me crazy that he skipped 2012, which could have been his year. I I just am <laughs> driven crazy for him, but like I I feel like he's made every misstep. I don't know that I knew this about you. I, know, I think about it a lot. A closet <laughs> Huckabee stand. That's a let's hmm. not call me a Huckabee stand. Okay. Much like I get frust I get frustrated when someone misses a moment that's so obviously created oh, for sure. them. Yeah. Like I think strategically he's like always had the right thing at the wrong time and to have blundered so hard for so many years with that combination. He's really the Republican that brought us populist Republican. The the very thing that got Donald Trump elected was like gifted to the Republican Party by Mike Huckabee. Yeah. And he got mm. screwed because he's an idiot. <laughs> Or, or he screwed himself. He screwed yeah. himself, right, yeah. Or he realized how much money he could make hosting a Fox News um, show yeah. and saying the same garbage. I hope that's then... it. I hope this was a plan that he thought out. <laughs> yeah. Because he could have had glory and he didn't. <clears throat> well, My point is that there is, I, I think that there's a, like a real concern about like a Josh Hawley platform on a friendlier yeah. face. Yeah. For sure. But yeah. Josh Hawley is such a smug asshole. I know. Yeah. Like, Republicans are going to listen to that guy? Well, and they're going to play that clip of him running out of the, the Capitol oh, yes. loop if I he know. dips a toe in an asshole. Which is so why nice. I hope that he tries. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same. Yeah. That's why I hope. Well, I didn't know we were going to talk about Mike Huckabee so much on this podcast, but you never know. Mad when Mike Huckabee it. comes up, you never know. It sounds like we're pivoting the pod to Mike Huckabee. <laughs> 2024. A history, yeah. A history of Mike Huckabee. In a future. I feel like it's I'm hosted by Lila only. Right, right. Just an hour of her monologue Listen, about Huckabee. When Brent does his Marion Williamson spinoff, <gasps> mine will be the Mike Huckabee yeah. answer to this it. This is a whole series. I'm, I think I have. I think I have this. more material to work with. <laughs> you didn't know I had so much material That's about true, Mike I Huckabee. I could go on for hours. I didn't. About this. That's true. Yeah. In any case. All right. Well, Marion Williamson, 2024. 
don't vote for her and don't think about Podcast it. Podcast over. <laughs> We're done here. <laughs> don't vote for Mary Moves and don't vote for Mike Huckabee. I certainly don't vote for Mike Huckabee. Uh, or Josh Hawley, just in case. Um, yeah. Well, Grant, thanks for coming. Thanks, thanks for, coming. for having me. Do you have anything yeah. that you want to add or tell to yeah, the Yeah, or tell listeners? people where to find you. Or Is, do you have a message from my or... mom or anything? She'll... <laughs> no, I would like to thank your mom for that declaration that Ron DeSantis is not yeah. going to be a concern. because um, I feel comforted. I, yeah, that, that's nice to hear from like a voice of authority. You yeah, know? I like exactly. that. Um, no, you can't find me anywhere except, uh, I mean, I'm on Twitter, but I'm just lurking. That's, that's um, what I'm doing too. Yeah. yeah. Well, Twitter uh, but, is a mess right yeah, now. Yeah, but if you uh, if you uh, are the one of one in five Americans who has not yet streamed Emily in Paris on Netflix, right. I wrote um, part of that. So yeah, go watch on. Emily in Paris. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how you've made it this far without watching Emily in Paris, but you just. But if you yeah. have, but if you congratulations, have. but like you can end that. <laughs> go ahead, right? Give Do us it. some streams. Yeah, great. All right. Well, we will then commence watching the Super Bowl, where Brent will once yeah. again explain the rules of football to me, as he does yearly. And we'll see what's mm-hmm. going to fall out of the sky. Yeah, to, right. I know. To the stadium. Yeah. That's right. If a cylinder falls out of the sky, just know that you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> well, gonna... you'll, you'll be listening to this tomorrow, so yeah, you won't so have we'll be cutting that out. It'll be confusing for me. <laughs> and there's a non-zero chance of that happening, so let's just all be on alert. It turns out. <laughs> right. In any case, all right, have a good Super Bowl. Bye. Bye. Bye, y'all.